0: And the mouse keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, 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 Welcome to episode 119 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is the weekday show. I'm recording it pretty late on the last day of the weekday, being Friday night, but it'll be going up, and we will be Adam, and we'll be doing two shows each week. Uh, the This show will be me. The odd number show will be me, me, myself, and I, as Juan de la soul sang way back when. And so you'll have the Monday night show with me and Brandon uh, and this show, The Odd Deal, being just me. And I'm going to make it into kind of a spotlight type deal. I think I'm going to have two books, usually each show, and maybe some news in between to kind of, you know, separate them a little. But let me tell you a little bit about ourselves. We are the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast, but it's just not a podcast. No, no, no. It's also a website. You can go over to weirdsciencemarblecomics.com and go and read all of our written reviews by a bunch of lads. Uh, I think you'll like them. And the reviews usually hit around 9 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. That's Eastern Standard Time, the only time that counts since I'm in that time zone. So there you go. And we end up you know, trying to review almost every book each week. And I think that you would like checking those out. So even if you listen to the podcast, some of the books, most of the books, I don't review on the site. I just show up at the podcast, but you can go over and see somebody else's opinion. Also, you can comment, give your opinion as well. We also have a Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. If you go over there and follow us, I'll follow you back, even if you don't like it. I'm a creeper. Like that but if you go on The Twitter I'm the one who is You know running the Twitter account And if you do go on the Twitter and you have any questions Comments just want to yap about Stuff like Star Wars or you know Maybe even Marvel Comics you just give Me a direct message and we can Talk I will talk to anybody and Everybody uh, usually until You're so sick of me That you have to make an excuse that you have to go Like you know somebody's at the door the, the, The phone's ringing You know, all those, you're you're doing your hair, stuff like that. You know, like I always had happen on my dates. Uh, But speaking of dates, uh, last Monday, we had episode 118 go up. And I ended up, you know, editing the podcast after me and Brandon talked. And then I went to the Podbean. That's who hosts our, you know, our files and things like that. And I did all the things. I, you know, submitted the podcast out there, tweeted it out. And I forgot to put the podcast in the podcast. There was no audio file, I kind of forgot that and in in, in the whole scheme of things, I believe uh, things that you should do, the most important things for a podcast, i'd say that's like sixth, you know, seventh maybe, having the actual audio file. Uh, Peter on Twitter, he ended up messaging me and said, "What the heck's going on? Uh, there's no podcast out." I said, Oh, no, no, it's out. I, I put it up last night. And maybe it's just not catching on your player. Maybe because one of the things behind the scenes is if you do have a podcast, you'll realize this, you throw the podcast out there, a lot of these players rely on iTunes, yeah, they have iTunes, grab it. And then once that's, you know, published on iTunes, all the rest kind of follows suit. Like, you know, Mary had a little lamb type deal. And I, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes." It's, you know, longer than some point. You're wondering what the heck are they doing over there at the iTunes with this thing? What are they, you know, holding off on me? Uh, so I thought that was it. And then I went and checked a couple other places, including Podbean, where it's hosted. I'm like, wait a second. There's no podcast here. It's just pretty much a post that says. So I ended up having to, you know, upload the file. And then it went around. It hit within like five minutes. So there you go. Uh, so thanks to Peter for making me aware of that because that was pretty awesome of him and yeah without that people would still be like oh i guess they didn't do it i guess brandon was was drunk i think he was his drunkenness maybe doing day drinking at some point uh it, it affected me to not put the podcast up even though i did that late on monday but uh, i'd like to make an excuse i was tired i'm a moron Uh, That's really the only excuse. I'm not going to make any excuses. I just ended up being an idiot, not doing it. I think I was trying to rush just to go to bed. And you know what happens then? Who wants to go to bed? When you go to bed, that's when all the trouble starts. Uh, When your mind movies show up and start, you know, making you cry, things like that. Your eyes rain. But yeah, thanks for Peter. And thanks everybody for when they rate and review the podcast, which is my next thing on my notes here, uh, if you do have the podcast, you're listening to it, you like it, you don't like it, you, you're indifferent to it, and you just have it as background music while you bake turkeys, uh, you know, you can give a reader and a reviewer uh, and say, hey, I like the podcast, but that Brandon, he's nonsense, or hey, uh, Jim, you can't sing worth crap, get the heck out of town. Stuff like that. Or you could say, man, I like you guys. Thanks. You seem like nice fellas. Uh, but if you want to rate and review it, that'd be awesome. I'm not going to force that. We're not going to do contest yet. But, yeah, there's that. We also have a Patreon account that if you want to support us for everything we do, plus get a ton of shows extra, including a lot of Marvel shows, so you'll get a lot of extra podcasts Marvel podcast, but I also have a Mandalorian TV review show that I started up. We have a pop culture show twice a month. We have a bunch of things. And we also have DC comic stuff, indie comic stuff, stuff like that. And I figure if we're going to have a Patreon, instead of giving somebody a shirt, stuff like that, or just ask for blind support... If you listen to the podcast, maybe you kind of like podcasts. And maybe you like the Marvel podcast. And if you're going to support us, you know, maybe you like us. So there is a bunch of shows over there. You can check it out if you sign up. You're not charged right away. I would never do that because I'd rather have people check it out before they get charged so they don't feel ripped off when they hate my guts. But if you don't hate my guts, it ends up not charging you until the beginning of the following month when you join up. But if you quit before then... You will never be charged free trial. You give it a shot. That's all I ask this week on the Patreon spotlight that comes out every Wednesday night. Me and Brandon talked about Venom 2099 number one, Ghost Rider 2099 number one. We were partying like it was 2099 over there on the Patreon. And that episode, I think it ended up being about an hour long. It was about 30 minutes for each book. And, you know, we get into detail, talk about some things, have some fun, stuff like that. Uh, maybe a couple curse words might slip out, but not too many. So don't worry about that. But one of the things that we do over, and speaking of buts, whoa, oh my. Uh, over at the DC side of things, we have what we have, the Bad A roll call, where we give a shout out to everybody on the top levels, the Bad A roll. Levels. Well, we don't have bad A's over here. We have bad butts. And we know that. And it's the fresh start crew over here as well. But I figured that it's about time that we salute the bad butts. And again, if you want to join up and you're one of those levels, you get to hear me fumble through your name and mess things up. But I do this over on the DC side of things. I get distracted by Eric. I get nervous. And so this should not be a problem. I'm all by myself. But this is the bad butt roll call for the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew over on the Patreon. Oh, my. Yeah. Billy Ellish there. Yeah, get, bring me in, Billy. We got T-Funk, Neil's T-Wart, my man Rob Lewis, Bertle Akachuk, Dalton Edom, Christian Folds, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stosia, Batman Beyond Mark, but I'm going to call him Spider-Man 90, 2099 Mark over here. Let's see, Eric G., David Fink, Manship, Brandon Murray, oh my, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Seth Nine, who I like to call Brennan, Ben Townsend, Admiral Whiskers, Forrest Pauly, Tony Walton, Joey Bear, Costco, Joseph Sick, Comic Boom Rocky, D Men 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Ian, Brian King, Pete from NYC, My man Pete from NYC, Pauly P, Seller Dollar, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony, G, Missy T, Lone Wolf, Marv, and... Ruben. I'm not going to use a question mark uh, here with Ruben because we're over here at the Marvel show. There's no questions about all Ruben, but thanks all of the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew there and thank everybody who does support us on Patreon, one and all. We appreciate it. I hope you like what you're getting but we're going to listen to a little Billie Eilish and then head off to the books. Alright, we're actually going to start with Black Cat number seven, an issue called The One. Written by Jeb McKay, art by travel foreman, color artist, Brian Reber, letterer, Fran Delgado. Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. The Black Cat, had been busy. At the behest of her mentor and current patron, the Black Fox, Felicia, and her crew hit the Frick Collection, the Sanctum Sanctorum, and for Yancey Street. You better watch out for them Yancey Street toughs. Those, those kids are the newsies and they're mad. They're haul, a painting, a piece of paper, and an old book wasn't as shiny as Felicia's usual fare, but it was all in service of a larger scheme, robbing the extra-dimensional vault of the New York Thieves Guild, currently run by the deadly Odessa Drake. But even the best thief in the world needs a break, like a Kit Kat. After stealing from the Fantastic Four, Felicia took the night off, only to learn the next morning that the Black Fox had been kidnapped, and that's how we open here. You end up having a Z-Black Fox being tied to a chair, coffin, and hacking. And you have Odessa Drake, as obviously we saw the one who had captured him. And she's basically mad because she wants to torture him. And he's too old and frail. And if she tortures him, he'll end up dying. But he's going to die anyway, so she's going to talk. It just, you know, is a setup so they can talk and yak and yak and yak all the way through. And I I like this issue enough. It is a down issue that really... Serves a, a couple purposes I guess it gives you the background Of the current New York Thieves Guild, I, I don't know That we necessarily needed To know this, but it does bring Up the idea of if you're In these Thieves Guild Guilds, you're you're immortal And I think that that shows maybe What was going on here Possibly the Black Fox was trying to get This chalice uh, You know, to end up Maybe extending his life, or You know, the Philosopher's Stone, you have a lot of things involved in this with what ends up making you immortal in the guild, uh, including pretty much seemingly selling your soul to the immortal goddess. But it kind of is a odd little circumstance of how you go into this and you have the black fox very sick. You have Odessa Drake saying, I'm not going to torture you because you, you, you'll die, and you're going to die anyway. You end up having the Black Fox coughing up a storm throughout this. Almost every time he's on panel, you have this little side coughing going on. And you, you see, he's just old. Old people die. I don't know if you know this, people. That's what happens. Uh, but you go through this background where. It's it's okay, it's written in a way that doesn't feel as forced as sometimes things like this are, but it is like, you remember how the guilds came about? Well, yes I do, let me reiterate that so you know that I know, like that sort of thing. And it's basically that you ended up having these guilds kind of forming, but they end up forming with an allegiance to Chandra the Benefactress, she's the, you know, immortal goddess of... The thieves guilds, the patron saint If you will And when you end up being in these guilds You end up being immortal At least as we see the leaders of the guilds Um, And so you end up Having this whole thing set up And you know this was In old times, you see it through Even stained glass windows Like a church stained glass window There's a lot of ancient stuff going on And as this went on you know You have the guilds in America going throughout you know the different cities in america and one of them being the new york guild and we know that odessa is the head of the new york guild but we didn't know that the former new york guild ended up being shunned they got kicked out they ended up being kicked out and even say when you're kicked out then you become mortal again again i think this is all foreshadowing of what's going to come down here um because there is also a little smidgen of the idea of all you see it a lot when you have like a vampire movie and you have a mortality and oh my it's so great. But the hunger and and the you know the restrictiveness of actually living this life of vampirism, well in this Thieves Guild, you end up having a little bit of that where the black fox even starts taunting Odessa that the problem is you want to be free of this, but she wants to be immortal. You want to be part of the guild and leading the guild. But you also Want to be footloose and fancy free You really can't do that But the way that the New York Guild actually came back Was through her father And her father was Castillo Drake They just go by Drake It's not Tim Drake over at DC And he may or may not be the rapper But that's beside the point He'd be in the Toronto Thieves Guild though Not New York But you end up that, that Black Fox He trained Castillo Drake Also trained uh, Felicia's dad as well, which we already knew, Walter Hardy. So they were like brothers in arms. They loved each other all three of them. It was like a father to son relationship here. And so as this was going, Castillo was trying to figure out how to get back in the good graces, the goddess doing research things like that. And as he was getting closer and closer, you end up where there's a little discrepancy of, of point of view here. You end up having Odessa, who was a little girl and looking into things and seeing what her dad was doing at that time believes that because Castillo is getting too close to becoming the head of the New York Thieves Guild and Immortal, you ended up having Black Fox kill him, murder him. And she says this because he went to visit him and a week later he got killed. Now there's a little bit of you know there's a little bit of time between there, Odessa, but she believes what she wants to believe. Uh, you end up having black boxing no the reason why I didn't want him because it was also obvious that he was saying you know s- you know stop don't go this far don't worry about this nonsense that you're dealing with it's too dangerous and he says I was upset with him not because I was jealous or because I wanted what he was getting it was because he it was getting too dangerous it was something that might kill him and then it seemed to end up doing it well after he died and they say and you had the gall and the nerve to come to the funeral You end up where Odessa went off then to figure out things for herself. And it's a pretty cute little thing and sets up this idea of Odessa and Felicia being at least, you know, knew each other from being little girls, maybe friends. But there's a little something extra as it goes on. You see as it goes, you see the funeral of Drake where Odessa's there at her father's funeral. But you also see that. Felicia was there as well in her little suit there, a little dress and uh, also black Fox and like you had the nerve to come, but she went off. She ended up, you know, figuring things out and she did end up making the deal, made the contact for the guild, my father and my family. And I made the deal and she became, you know, the thieves guild of New York. She became the head of that immortal and all that, that goes with it. And Black Fox even says, you know, a feat your father would have been proud of, but you're pretty transparent, you and me, because this isn't about your father. It's about control. And you end up, Odessa's like, control, what what are you talking about? I'm a mortal. I'm a queen of thieves. I I don't need what you're saying here. The, you know, I'm not the pretender King Lebeau. I am. And I, I just think like, is she talking about Lebeau from Hogan's Heroes? Because if she was, it'd be awesome. And I'd like to tell her, listen, Lebeau, that that coffee mug thing, the coffee maker—it's it's a microphone. Don't tell Colonel Clink. but she's like, I have everything I want, and the problem is, Black Fox has realized that there's one thing that she doesn't have, one thing that she wants desperately, and it actually, to me, it's two things. It's she wants the freedom that Black Cat has, but she wants Black Cat as well. She's shackled to the guild; she can't have that freedom. But also, she, he pretty much spells out that you you love. Felicia. You you want Felicia and you're mad that you can't have her. You're trying to turn her into you so that, you know, she'll want you as well. But it drives you nuts. A person who can. And, and it starts, the issue starts pretty well with the idea of what makes thieves. Hey, what makes a thief? Well, the want. The want makes the thief. You want something you can't have. And you, hey, you have to throw in the thing, and you don't want to really work at it, or but you, you end up working to steal it. What's theirs is mine, and what everything is mine, thing like that. But you need that one. And as this goes on, there's a couple things at play near the end. There is the idea: Odessa wants Felicia, but does she want Felicia? Does she want Felicia because Felicia's that thing she can't have? Is it that she wants it because Felicia's all? Free she does what she wants you know if She was on more she would come out and say she Does what she wants that's what she does Uh And also is it The idea of just you know Wanting to not be Shackled down and going off but As all this is going on And you have them talking you do See that Felicia's making her way To Odessa And Black Fox by Just beating up a bunch of ninjas and stuff It's not exactly you know the greatest Of things with Felicia, you're just seeing random things going and she does finally get to them and goes in and like, you know, and it, it, it continues this idea of a thief and don't steal from me and I take what I want. You do this cause she breaks in and says, You're not going to take him. You get away from Black Fox. I'm I'm leaving with him. And she's like, Why, why do you want this old man? Why do you want this coward? He killed my father. And he keeps you, you have Black Fox just demanding over and I didn't I didn't kill your father, just shut up. Now, maybe the idea is that, you know, Felicia's dad did. Something like that because it's not like he's saying Listen I didn't kill your father It was Wolverine It was you know Brandon The guy got drunk one night he had a bender He went over to the the, you know Bill's freaking pregame deal He was doing some little tailgating He told your dad to jump off a Winnebago Into a burning table The guy broke his neck so I blame Brandon He doesn't say anything like that He just says I didn't do it And you know he's like the I didn't do it guy He's Bart I didn't do it And But he's not saying who did So it seems there's a little gray area of I think that maybe it was Felicia's father But Felicia says I choose Black Fox For one reason, it's because He's mine, and you don't steal from me What's mine is mine You don't steal, she ends up slicing His, you know, his ropes That are binding him to the chair And then she says We're leaving, and we're gonna walk out of here And when we do You're not going to follow But if you want to, just do it now Call your people Because there's so many of them They'll end up killing us, whatever But we're going to walk out of here right now And me and you can get together And discuss all this nonsense later And you do have a desk that's like You know what, and and makes up an excuse Like, listen, it's late It's pretty late, I'm I'm tired I haven't been napping lately You know, when you're a mortal That doesn't mean that you don't need your beauty sleep You still do, kind of So I'm going to go off to sleep I'm tired of you, just get out of here Obviously she doesn't want her to get hurt Uh, But she does say uh, You know this means war Felicia and she's like Yeah whatever and she hits the zip line Out and swings away Holding Black Fox who again Is still coughing and then it Just says war and it's to be Continued and then you end up with The coming soon, don't miss Felicia's next heist in Black Cat number Eight and it's her sitting On a diamond held by Oh my, how is that done? That's like shattering reality But overall, I I do like Travel Foreman's art uh, normally I do like it here There are some panels that I wish were a little more uh, detailed But it's well laid out It is an issue that is pretty much just, like I said, yakety yak Between two characters There's not a ton of action The action that is in there is just thrown in through, you know, seeing these things where Felicia is slicing up some ninjas. And, and I wonder if it's one of those things. Now, I know that, you know, Black Cat having a say, it's not the biggest of characters, but you end up having, and we heard a bunch of things from the DC side where they end up where you can't have a Superman comic without at least Superman doing one thing. So with Brian Michael Bendis over there, there's been a couple issues where he just, and he loves the yakety yak. I mean, you Marvel people, you know that I don't have to be the one to, you know, spoil that one. Uh, but he likes to have yakety yak going, but you have to have Superman do something. So a lot of times he'll have, you know, Lois Lane and Superman yakety 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 yak. And then wait, I have to go do something flies away, comes back to the next panel. And then there you check off the list, Superman doing something. And, uh, in this I wonder if there is a thing Like you can't have a black cat issue Without black cat but also black cat has to Do some action so you just get these Panels she never really in those Is talking because you're still getting the narration Of Odessa and black fox but It's kind of a, a, a You know it's not a silent issue An issue where black cat doesn't do much and there's A lot of talking between two other characters So I, I have to give Travel form and that's why I'm still talking about the art I have to give travel form and Some credit mainly because I didn't get bored with this, with the art or the dialogue. And I've talked to some people who didn't like this issue and said that they were bored. Yes, it's not the most important thing. I said, you only get a couple things of information going forward, but I don't mind learning a little more about Black Fox, you know, and learning about things because I do think his time – uh, on this planet uh, you know Is going to be limited here he is sick And I think that they want to or Jed McKay wants to establish this connection Before something happens to him So that when Felicia gets upset we know You know why and we get upset With her as well but saying All that I still can't give it more Than a 7 out of 10 I-, I can't go higher than that I could Go lower I could go to 6-5 actually Because of it just kind of Not doing much for the overall story But I I like these sort of issues And you know I like seeing the connection Between Odessa and Felicia Even so that even gives that more You know oomph as we go Forward but I'm going to go off now to talk A little news Now it's time for Jim and the News Listening to Jim Is what I want to do Talk and solicits And variant covers Before all the meat And the cheese That's from under And now It's time for Jim in the News. And as I say that, it sounds ridiculous. And I just want to point out that was not me singing. That was the gem that is dancing. Mike I did record that. So I was not singing about myself in the third person, something only Ricky Henderson could get away with. But here we are to talk a little bit of news. It's something that I actually do on the Patreon every Saturday afternoon. I have a comic news podcast that involves DC, Marvel and indie comics all rolled up into one little commentary, a little nonsense going on there. But if you want to check that out, go over to the Patreon as well. I always try to push you over there, obviously. But uh, the news item that we're going to talk about is something that I ended up getting the email from, from the Marvel itself. Straight out of the mailbox from Marvel. I'm even reading it out of my mail. New X-Men title, Hellions, Unites Mutant Kind's Biggest Troublemakers. I like the song "Troublemaker." by Weezer. Maybe you could play that while you're reading it, stuff like that. That'd be pretty cool, right? That's a pretty cool way to keep your pants up, as they say down at the rec center. And here it is. Earlier this year, Jonathan Hickman revitalized the X-Men franchise in House of X and Powers of X, or 10, Powers of 10, ushering in a new age of stories for mutant kind. Dawn of X kept the momentum going with six exciting launches, each exploring the X-Men's new status quo in different ways. And this March, this bold era continues with the most unexpected lineup ever seen in an X-Men title. Introducing the new Hellions. This is a press release, by the way, if you like the verbiage there. When the X-Men invited all mutants to Krakoa, they meant all mutants, except Kitty Pride. E- even forgiving the past sins of some of their fiercest enemies. Chief among them was Mr. Sinister, who now tasked himself with finding purpose for mutant kind's most dangerous outcast. Wild child, nanny, orphan maker, empath. And Scalp Hunter. Also on hand to do Sinister's Dirty Work will be X-Men favorite Psylocke and Havoc. And just as an aside, uh, if you like the Fallen Angels book, one of the things that Brian Hill had told me himself was that that whole deal was just to set up Psylocke so that she could go off and branch off in some other books. Obviously, that's what we're seeing here. But yes, Psylocke and Havoc. Will be in this. Will they be able to keep these murderous baddies in line, or will the team's deadly missions have them succumb to their own sinister natures? Taking us along for this twisted ride will be writer Zeb Wells of Amazing Spider-Man and New Mutants, and pretty cool first name Zeb. I like it. New, no stranger to dark humor and in-depth character study. Zeb is the perfect guide to the unhinged minds that round out this cast. Quote. I can't believe I get a chance to play in the sandbox Jonathan Hickman and company have so brilliantly created. Oh, my, says Wells. For my money, it's the most exciting game in town. And I can't wait to try to get this very merry band of psychopaths loose in it. It's a sandbox, it is, and it's the best game in town. You know what my favorite game is? Bocce ball. That's the best game in town. Joining him in this journey will be artist Steven Segovia, who I do like, who's made a name for himself in high-octane books like Contagion and Superior Carnage. I'm a huge fan of Seb Wells. He's the best game in town. He's a sandbox. The moment I read his Hellions pitch, I was blown away, said Segovia. It's a new level of mutant stories, and I was overjoyed and pumped to begin drawing it immediately. I can't wait for you guys to see the magic we're cooking up, and I promise you'll enjoy the ride. All right. If you think this book's lineup is shocking, you ain't seen nothing yet. Brace yourself for more jaw-dropping revelations and twists when Hellions number one hits the stands this March. And there you go. And like it said, it's written by Zeb Wells Art and cover by Steven Segovia. And I'm looking at the cover that they release. Pretty cool. Pretty neat. And, you know, you got some guys there. One guy. Hey, Havoc, I think he looks like he's in Star Trek or something. And we all know that's nonsense, right? Star Trek, I say. But that is the news. So everybody, if you're enjoying the X books, uh, you'll continue, I guess, to get more and more and more and more and more. And that's something that drives old Brandone insane. But that's how you run a business Uh, with it, though. Also, you have Hellions and the O has the X in it you know, just like into Wolverine. And it, it, to me, it actually looks like it'd be like the Intercontinental Champion's belt or something there if you, you ended up making it into a belt, which makes no sense. But that is it for my little bit of news. Again, see, nonsense. It always ends up uh, creeping itself in. It's creeping into creeping. Uh, so if you like that, you can head over to the Patreon here more. But I'm going to go off now to talk about Miss Marvel. All right, and that would be the magnificent Miss Marvel number 10. Kamala recently returned from an adventure on an alien planet with a powerful new nanotech costume, the Storm Ranger costume. And thanks to alien interference, her parents no longer remember that she's Miss Marvel. But it turns out they'd been keeping a secret too. Kamala's father sick with an incurable malady. Tony Stark put Kamala in touch with Dr. Strange, who theorized that Kamala's father's illness stems from the latent inhuman DNA, inhuman, that when exposed to pterogen mist, unlocks a deadly disease. Dr. Strange agreed to try to remove the hostile cells, but in the middle of the operation, Mr. Hyde stormed the hospital and incited chaos. Now it's up to Ms. Marvel to stop him. And obviously, while Dr. Strange continues... To work on Kamala's dad It's written by Saladin Ahmed Art by Menku Young Inks by Juan Velasco And colors by Ian Herring Letters, VCs, Joe Caramanga And I've said it before I've talked about this book a bunch of times It's one of my favorite books And I said it before that I do like that that deal where Salerno Nometta is working in the inhuman gene into being the incurable malady. They didn't even know what it was until Tony looked into it with Doctor Strange. And so it's one of those things. I, I think it's a really cool idea that you, you know, you had the inhuman, you know, they had the experiments going on the Cree deal. And so you had these genes. And when the Terra came, as we know, a bunch of these characters ended up with dominant inhuman genes that became superheroes one being kamala but there's some that didn't have the dominant they had the latent gene and that ended up making them sick and so you end up having the same thing and the same reason why kamala is a superhero is able to inbigin. uh it's the same reason why her father's dying so I, I like that deal it also like it says gives a connection and this is what dr strange says it gives a connection between Kamala and her father. But again, that makes sense because it would be, you know, genetic. It would be passed on from, you know, the past experiments and things like that. So I thought it was a clever deal to kind of use this to lead into this disease. But yeah, Dr. Strange was called in and he's using, you know, his past surgeon knowledge with the, you know, Sorcerer Supreme deal. So he is trying to kind of get rid of this latent gene, trying to, you know, Mess around with a little DNA. He's down there in the lab, the DNA, but he's in the hospital. And when he started doing this, Mr. Hyde showed up, started getting mad. Mr. Hyde got mad at a guy who was trying to pretty much steal the Hyde serum, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde deal. And So you ended up uh, him getting mad, coming in, ripping apart the hospital and Kamala going after. Now, in the meantime, you also had Bruno and Kamala kiss. That was a big thing. But then Kamala went off and she throughout this issue, she's kind of torn at a point. She's glad that she has something to take her mind off of things. Now, something being a giant raging monster who's going around trying to cause havoc. So, you know, column A, column B, it's like a monkey paw here. But she also just wants to go back to make sure her father's okay. But she's going. She's looking for Mr. Hyde, and she's mad. Like, you you came in the hospital. My father is getting surgery. You don't know this. And she's talking to herself. But you don't know this. But, you know, how dare you? Where, where's the – like, I say this, and I, I have a sound effect for that. I don't know if you realize. This is all wrong. That wasn't the right sound effect. Oh, my, Greta. What, what are you doing? I've stolen my things. No. Why, why couldn't you just... How dare you? That's what she said. How dare you? How dare you, Mr. Hyde? You messed, You, you could have messed things up. Uh, so she's going after Hyde. She's trying to find him. He is... It's funny. She He's hiding. He is actually Mr. Hyde there. You get it? Uh, but you end up having Kamala's brother Trying to find Kamala because there was this big thing going on in the hospital. So he's like, oh, man, you know, luckily Dr. Strange is still going about as hocus pocus with my father. But where's my sister? Where is she? He goes off to find her to make sure she's okay and runs into Bruno. And, you know, it's like, oh, man, Bruno, uh, thank God you're safe. Like, my sister's here with you, right? And she's like, no, 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 uh, she's not. And the, the thing is, like, where is she? And Bruno can't say. Oh, she went off to fight Mr. Hyde. And the idea of this would be there's the brother, like where she's left the hospital. This is the most important thing. Our father is having surgery that he could die and she's not here. Where did she go? It has to be important. What happened? And you know, Bruno, he he can't sell her out. He can't say, Oh, well, but well, she's Miss Marvel and she's off to No, so he does. Reach to the only thing that he can think of And say, well, I think she got upset Because uh, she, she kissed me And he flips out She what? And while this is all going on You do have Kamala fighting Mr. Hyde And it, it, like I said, it continues being the You know, I'm going to go back and see my dad Right after I find Mr. Hyde But then I find Mr. Hyde And I fight him And it's going back and forth Oh, thank God I'm Keeps my mind off But I have to get back So she's torn between the two things Uh, even at one point you have Mr. Hyde grab just this, you know, guy who comes over, this kid comes over and is like, Hey, I heard some girls screaming. Is everything okay? I want to make sure, you know, everything's all right. Now he shows up and there's Mr. Hyde is like 10 feet tall and and just raged out. I think you should know. Yeah, no, it's not okay. But he's like, yeah, you know, I just wanted to check. Mr. Hyde grabs him and he's going to, you know, pretty much kill him. And Kamala says, let him down. He climbs up a tree. He's like, you know, let him down. He's like, okay, I'll do what you want. Just throws him in the air. She ends up saving him, and I do like this little side. And, and I don't know, some people and Marvel seems to get that target of the, you know, oh they're SJW. But I like this because this guy did come over to see if everything was okay. He even said at one point, like, boy, I got to keep my to myself next time. But Kamala's like, no, 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 thank you for you know caring. Thank you for checking. We need more people like you. Know, it just goes off. It's just quick. But I actually did like it because. It was Kamala uh, that that it's not like it's what that would be something Kamala would say. And she goes off. But, yeah, you end up having Kamala's brothers just like, you know, this is ridiculous. You kiss like and, and it's trying to come out. He's trying to come out and say, you know, that with what's going on she's not going to be allowed to be with you. You know, the, the whole religion thing and that she's that's, it's not going to happen. It's not allowed. We're not going to, you know, my, everybody in my family would never allow. And she, he doesn't come out fully and say, it, but he's like, you know, look, I, you understand my sister, but really, uh, but, and yeah, Bruno's like, I, and like, look, man, we can talk later, but you know how things are. You, you can't. And he's like, yeah, I, I understand whatever. And brother, her brother says, can you please just go find Kamala? But, this is the thing at the end of last issue when they kiss Bruno looks surprised and a little upset and then Kamala went off. But it's obvious here it seems that maybe that's why he was upset that he does, you know, even love Kamala. He can say it not like the Fonz, the Fonz are on happy days. He couldn't say love. He, he That was not a word he could, could do. But I think Bruno does love her, but already realized even when that kiss was going on. You know, that we're we're not going to be able to do anything like this because, you know, of the differences and deal. And that's probably why he was sad and upset. And He does seem sad even when you go off. And I do like, again, this isn't one of those things like in some books where you have her brother like, you can't be with her. like da, da, da. And then him just like, I'm out of here. He ends up the brother, you know, you know, this is nonsense, but we'll talk about that later. Can you please go find my sister, see if she's safe? And he's like, I'm on it. And he goes, he looks sad though. But yeah, as you continue having Kamala and Mr. Hyde fight. And when she ends up trying to hit him at a point, she ends up smashing into like an electrical pole that ends up destroying. And her, she has what at that point, her, and actually it's an electrical box. I'm sorry. And at that point she has like, her hand has turned into like a big giant mace. And when she hits this electrical box, cause Hyde dodges it. Uh, it ends up electrocuting her and she ends up, you know, passing out, going down and laying there. And that's where Mr. Hyde's like, Whoo, don't care for the electricity, scarecrow. He doesn't say that, but she, he ends up getting the wires and kind of, you know, electrocuting her. And, and she is having some problems. But as this happens, the Storm Ranger suit, the suit that she got, uh, you know, off planet, the Cree suit that ended up kind of morphing on her, this new look of hers uh, Ends up starting to power up It actually, you know, kind of wraps more It gets the thing and it's, it's, she says, zap resistant, zap proof So it starts to kind of energize And then she starts fighting Mr. Hyde with a new intensity and some strength She even says, at most points, Mr. Hyde, I mean, he's a lot stronger than me Suddenly he is not uh I am going to town on him and I am really beating the living poop out of him. Uh in the meantime, I like the name Storm Ranger. Uh and I would love that to be say a Transformer. And and a Storm Ranger Transformer, I would believe would be a robot that transforms into a mail truck, right? Does that make sense? Or maybe a robot, it'll be a triple changer actually. It'll be a robot that transforms into an ice cream truck that then transforms into, say, a can of soup. Is that how Transformers work? Where's Eric? Uh, Because I say things, Eric, I drive him nuts when I say this. That's a triple changer, right? That it is. But yeah, Storm Ranger, I like that idea. Now, as we're going to, we're almost at the end. But as we get to the end here, I I didn't hear a lot of people say anything really about the new suit, the new Miss Marvel suit, but... When we ended up talking about it, I actually said, and, and if I didn't say it on the podcast, I thought it in Minagan I, you know, that this is a cool deal. And I've said one thing I know I've said on the podcast about Miss Marvel is that Saladin Ahmed has done a really good job of transitioning from G Willow Wilson's, you know, Miss Marvel to his The Magnificent Miss Marvel, where she it's it, it has a different feel. It has more of a almost like an action movie type deal, but without you know, making it totally new. He ends up knowing what he should keep. And it really honors G. Willow Wilson's run, I think. And even this issue where she is fighting Mr. Hyde, but in the meantime, you have her father doing surgery. She wants to get back. Like, that's all. The brother, I mean, he really has kept, and Bruno, I mean, really, he's kept the family aspect, the friend aspect that everybody loves and, and what really, you know, ends up defining Kamala, but doing a little more action deal. So when he ends up getting this new crease suit, for her i thought okay well this is the next progression of him making it so you know it's more his book because it is i know that this book if you end up having it for the next 15 years it's always going to be the person who came after or g willow wilson it doesn't matter if it's 15 writers down the line g willow wilson it's not only just that she made kamala she pretty much defined Kamala, and Kamala defined her. I mean, she is going to end up, and she she has to know. And probably is very proud of the idea that her and Kamala, you know, they're joined at the hip here because the character's so great. And again, if you don't like the character, then whatever. I'm never going to convince you to like her. I love her, and so what I'm trying to, what I'm basically saying is, Saladin Ahmed is doing a great job. He's doing a great job of continuing the character and having this new suit seem to be a next phase of, okay, I want to kind of, you know, make it more of my own, but we see that's not just the case. And that's why I like Saladin Ahmed, especially on this book, is that he he doesn't do things to just shock value. He doesn't do things to get press clippings. He's not doing things to make it all about him. So in fact, the suit is a little more than just a cosmetic change to make the character more his because as Kamala is attacking, she realizes that Mr. Hyde, he's dead, uh, dad, He's, he's out cold. That's the problem. He's, he's passed out. And, and really it, it's, it looks nasty because he is there. He's passed out. His arms are, you know, out to the side. Uh, and he, where his head was getting bashed in is just made like the concrete just, you know, shatter underneath his head. So it's obvious he has taken some damage. And all of a sudden Kamala's arm goes up and starts punching him more. And I mean, punches him in a way you do see blood. You don't really see the full face deal, but there's blood. And she's like, Well, what's going on, my arm? No, no, no. He he's don't do this. And she says the suit's taking control and says, No, he's already beaten. And and again, just the idea of this being Kamala, this is something she would never do. If this was, say, a Batman. You know, sometimes Batman gets a little out of control. You know, he gets, he sees Mr. Freeze after the wedding uh, fiasco and he beats the crap out of him, almost kills him. That's nothing Kamala would ever do. This is so against Kamala to just beat up uh, somebody who's already passed out and done. And, you know, she's even thinking, I'm going to call the police, I'll get the police, you know, I'll tell them where he is, I'll get back to my dad. Uh, But yeah she's trying to stop her arm going she's like no no this, this can't be stop come on the suit's taking control and it does then rip off of her when she says get out of me Uh, it gets ripped off of her almost like a symbiote deal and then like, again like a symbiote deal ends up forming uh, a pretty cool looking character that is like a Kamala with a almost like a Spider-Man face look white hair. And these big giant, almost like the, you know, the iron spider suit look uh, coming out the back type deal and says, you know, error, operator restriction function separation protocols have been initiated. Storm Ranger will now commence threat elimination. And you're left with a pretty cool cliffhanger. And, and if you if I'm confusing anybody, there's another character. The suit has become Storm Ranger itself. And the idea of this, though, is that, you know, uh, Kamala... Tried to fight back, so the suits separated. but the big thing of this cliffhanger is, you know, what's the threat that it wants to eliminate? Is it, in fact, Kamala, or is it, in fact, Mr. Hyde still? So if it's Mr. Hyde, you're going to have Kamala trying to, you know, save the bad guy who almost ended up ruling the surgery for her father. But if it's her, she's going to have to fight with Bruno on the way. So that's, that's trouble as well, but that's a pretty good issue. I always like this book, and this issue is pretty darn good. Like I said, Saladin is very good at, you know, juggling between the family stuff, the friend stuff, and the superhero stuff. And I do like this issue and kind of getting the idea of Kamala, again, having to be a superhero before, you know, what she really wants to do is go back and see her dad. But she has to do what's right. She has to protect everyone. And, and it ends up then. Like I said, a really cool cliffhanger with the Storm Ranger being a separate character. And we'll see how that works out. I love the art. Minky Young is one of my favorites. I like the writing. So with that, I'm going to give this an 8.8. I could go up to a 9, but I'm not going to just because it does kind of, you know, have this setup deal. It it doesn't really get anything going forward with that except the end, the, the cliffhanger with the suit. But still, I love it. I love the way he writes Kamala. Uh, even at the point where she's going to find Mr. Hyde and she's doing like puns and things because she's scared. I mean, she's fighting Mr. Hyde. She's going off. It's at night. I mean, he's just a scary guy. And it, it, it's beyond being a superhero that I'm going to, you know, it's, it's Kamala and she's out at night. And there's Mr. Hyde that she's trying to find, but scared to find him, but not wanting to find him. But maybe not because she even says like, all right. It's like one of those like I'm going to count to five. And if you're not here by then I'm gonna go back and see my dad. And he always ends up showing up at one and then they have to fight and fight. But yeah, you'll we'll see what's going on with this. And I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to the next issue. So yeah, I'll give it uh I said an eight point eight, right? I hope I did. I hope I How did. You. How dare I know. no limitations. There is no limitations. But that's the end of the podcast. That's the end of the spotlight deal. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope that I was at least a little coherent. I had an issue today that I ended up coming home from work and falling asleep. And I don't know if I've actually spelled it out fully on the Marvel podcast. I have severe ADHD. I don't know if you could ever tell that. I mean, really, I'm so on point all the time, but I do take medication for it. And I forgot to take my medication. I ended up falling asleep and uh, I forgot to take it earlier. So my head's a spinning. My head's spinning with crazy ideas, and and really, it's more of me. not I, I can't pay attention. That's you know, obviously, with a severe attention deficit disorder. But I also end up focusing on odd things, real odd things. So you know, in, in, in an issue, I'll see like a panel where I, the one thing where I even stop, it's when Kamala ends up with her head stretching up and she <laughs> looks crazy, and it made me laugh. But yeah, so I hope I was a little coherent in here doing this stuff and all that i I think you pray if there is any telltale sign of going forward if you want to know when i'm not taking my medication it would be that i end up talking a lot faster when i'm not which you know it's it's an odd thing that whole kind of people's heads and the crazy things that they do is interesting enough but yeah If you ever hear me talking a mile a minute, you can say, Jim, and it's funny, too, because the medicine that you take, obviously, it's Adderall is what I do take, and it's pretty much, you know, other people who want to get, you know, and abuse it or whatever, it it makes it so that they get hyped up, you know, they end up taking it, it is, you know, an amphetamine and it hypes them up, but because of my issues, I take it and it calms me down. And it makes me focus, and it makes me be able to talk slower and not get all crazy like I am now, meandering at the end of the podcast instead of ending. But hey, when it's like I'm here talking to friends, I don't want to say goodnight. We're having a party here. It's it's a weekend party now because it's after twelve midnight, the witching hours passed. Now we're partying, and we're partying like it's twenty ninety nine once again. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. But that is the end of the podcast, the end of episode 119. And I hope to see all of you come around on Monday night to listen to me and Brandon do episode 120. I say that the Eagles are on Monday night. The Eagles are my football team being from Philadelphia. And I would like to watch the game. But if it ends up coming down to it, you got to do what you got to do. So I will do the podcast come hell or high water, but maybe we'll do it on Sunday night. And if we do, I'll probably put it up a little early, but we'll see. We'll see. Again, I'm meandering again. I got to get on on point. Stay focused. Here we go. But thanks, everybody. If you do want to go check us out. On our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, on Twitter at WSMarvelComics. We also have the Patreon account that I talk about a lot, patreon.com slash weirdscience. And I talk about it a lot, not to annoy everyone, but to just kind of get some people over there. It makes me happy. And it's more about having friends and stuff like that. And you can say that that's BS, but it's true. I think that most of the people are on the Patreon realize that we... uh try to do a lot of work to make it worth your while because I feel obligated to do that if somebody supports us. So give it a try. Go out and check it out. That's all I can ask. I think maybe you'll like it, but that's it. And I will talk to you later. You have stolen my dreams.